you know, I've always had trouble with the whole, I always never wanted to age. You know, I like Neverland and, you know, growing up, it's like, I'm just a kid at heart still and just super excited about life. And, and, um, and I just wanted to be that way. And, uh, and so CrossFit has kind of given me a second wind because it's like, wow, you know, it's like, I can still do things at age 60 that, um, keep me young and, and give me goals and competition. And so it's kind of like, it's been, it's eased the pain of aging. This is episode number 89 with Dave Hippensteel. Welcome to Pursuing Health. I'm Julie Fouché, family medicine resident and former CrossFit Games athlete. Here, I bring to you information and inspiration from experts and everyday individuals for how to use lifestyle to maximize health. Thank you so much for joining me. Now let's get started with this week's episode. Well, hello there, everyone. Welcome back to Pursuing Health. This is a very fun episode that features a conversation I got to have with Dave Hippensteel, who has been named the fittest 60-plus-year-old male in the CrossFit Games for the past two years in a row. This is the oldest age category in the CrossFit Games Masters competition, and Dave is a shining example of defying the expectations that our mainstream culture has about aging, and I think you'll learn a lot from this conversation just like I did. A little bit about Dave before we get started. He's been competing in the CrossFit Games since 2013 when he won the Open in the 55-59 to 59 division. And this year he'll make his sixth trip to the CrossFit Games as he's poised to defend his title in the 60-plus category for the third year in a row. Dave was an athlete from a young age, pursuing a variety of sports from football to track and field, motocross, and triathlons. He's also a proud father of four, and Dave's love of fitness has also rubbed off on his children. In fact, it was his daughter, Heather, who's a CrossFit Games athlete in her own right, having competed for the CrossFit Invictus team, who introduced Dave to CrossFit. In addition to the training as a world-class athlete, Dave just so happens to also be a full-time dentist who's currently running two practices, so you can imagine that he brings a very unique perspective on discipline and balance. We sat down to talk about his background, how his training as a master's athlete differs from that of his younger competitors, what Dave is doing to protect his health and longevity in the sport, and what advice he has for his peers seeking lifelong health. I think you'll enjoy it. A few quick reminders before we get started. First, this episode is brought to you by CrossFit Beyond the Whiteboard, the best workout tracking in the biz and the one I've been using since 2009. Learn more at btwb.com. If you're enjoying the podcast, please head over to iTunes to subscribe and consider giving it a rating. I'm also always looking for inspiring stories to share. So if you or someone you know has used lifestyle to overcome a serious health challenge, please send your story to me at info at juliefouché.com and I'll select some to share here on future episodes. Finally, please remember that although I am now officially a doctor, this podcast is meant to share the experiences of individuals and does not provide medical advice. So with that, let's get started with episode number 89 of Pursuing Health featuring Dave Hippensteel.
So I'm really excited to be here today with Dave Hippensteel. And you are officially the fittest 60 and over year old male in the world. Yes. Undisputed two yeah, years in a row. Two years in a row. Which is pretty darn amazing. Thank you. So thank, thank you for joining it's, me. I'm glad yeah. to be in your presence Oh my here. gosh. It's been, it's just <laughs> awesome. It's a dream. I'm super excited to be here. Really. Awesome. Yep. Well, yep. so knowing that I have a lot of questions. Sure. Yeah. But starting off, I guess I would like to know what you did prior to age 60 that got yeah, you to that point yeah that's a great question um i was looking at because i just did we were on that cruise mm -hmm. and i did a lecture and i talked about my history and i did i mm -hmm. broke it up into decades okay and like and tell us what yeah. was the cruise for people so, listening so the cruise uh, my son is like a model like okay. an international model okay and um he travels all over the world okay and and he happened to meet somebody in germany who's director for the hapagloid cruises wow cruise line which is a high-end yeah. german cruise line and he was a fitness instructor for them like uh two years ago okay and then he they found out about me mm -hmm. and that i won the crossfit game mm -hmm. stuff and uh and she asked him if I could go on along the next one too. Oh, cool! And so yeah, so we went to Dubai. Wow! They flew us to Dubai, mm -hmm. and then we went. Um, they went went around up the Dead uh, the Red Sea, okay. up through the Suez Canal to Cyprus. Okay. And, and I was a fitness instructor. And on this that. is like just yeah. a regular cruise tourist going to see. Yes, yes, regular cruise. But they wanted to they they bring guests on. Okay. So there was like a string uh, quartet mm -hmm. there. And there was, um, you know, a dance troupe. Mm -hmm. And then there were other fitness trainers mm -hmm. on there. Uh, there was a yoga person. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah. So, they just wow. kind of provide all those services for people. What a cool experience. It was really awesome. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So, we just finished that. And I kind of outlined things. Like, like I did high, in high school, I did, I did uh, football and track. Mm -hmm. uh, before that was probably baseball and golf. Okay. Um, and then when I, when I got to college, I did decathlon. Ah. So I did that for a year. Pole vault was my favorite event. Oh, that's great. I, I love pole vault. Yeah, I hadn't done it. I only did it a year and I got like a, like a up to 14 foot wow. my first year, like within like almost six months. That's amazing. So yeah, my brother and I did that actually. He was okay. he was out there first. He was um, he was really focused on doing decathlon, mm -hmm. wanting to make the Olympic team, all that wow. stuff and, and just super dedicated. So he kind of coached me okay. um, when I went out there, talked me into coming out in the first place yeah. and stuff. And so we ended up uh, doing that. So that's what I did. Um, in my 20s and in my 30s I graduated dental school okay and um i thought okay what am i gonna do now you know to stay fit because mm -hmm. dental school you know it's like right you're in school you're focused on that i did Very a little bit of stuff mm -hmm. during the during dental school uh to kind of stay fit but mm -hmm. you, you lose it mm -hmm. um so i did triathlons um okay. i thought that's that's because i didn't want to just do running right running's too much um too just one dimensional for me mm -hmm. i had to break it up so that's we have a lot of similarities. That's why CrossFit yeah. <laughs> was like, oh my gosh, we can do all this stuff. This that's is so this exciting. is great. Yeah. So so I did triathlon then, and then in my forties, I um, I I uh, was going through a time at the office. Like I I owned a dental dental office, mm -hmm. very stressful. Yeah. And uh, just normal stress, and um, I needed a break from that. Okay. And triathlons were good, but it wasn't enough for some reason. So I got into dirt bike racing. Wow. <laughs> and so I started Didn't see doing, that coming. Yeah, like one one day I got out of my dirt bike and I was just doing these small little jumps mm -hmm. and I did it for like an hour and a half. And it's like at the end of that hour and a half session, I felt so 
much pressure relief mm-hmm. that it's like I just kept building bigger jumps. Yeah. And then I, and then I got to racing. Wow. And it's just it was just because you get in this zone, and you forget about everything. Mm-hmm. And so when you come out of that you're completely refreshed. It's so amazing. It's like your meditation. Your yeah, it really, meditation. yeah, it really was. Yeah. Wow. So I did that in my forties and then the fifties came along and my daughter, Heather, uh-huh. um, she introduced me to CrossFit like, um, 2011, 2012, right around okay. there. And, uh, and so I started CrossFit in my fifties wow. and, uh, and it's continued. That's fascinating. So, yeah. Yeah. So, and so interesting to see how diverse your athletic background is and, and kind of raising that question now as we think about younger athletes starting CrossFit younger and younger, yeah. you know, what is the optimal amount of time to be spending doing different sports yeah. versus starting in CrossFit? Yeah, and like staying in CrossFit right. and, and how do you diversify out of that? And mm-hmm. it's a great question. And, That's and very interesting. We're going to be able to see. It's amazing what the teens are doing. Yeah. But um, So with, yeah. do you still do any dirt? dirt bike racing not much i still have i actually just sold my dirt bike like last year or okay. two years ago something like that okay i hung on to it for a long time but i never i didn't get out on it yeah. very much still i still love it that's still a passion that's really cool <laughs> i'm waiting to see that in the games yeah well i'm sure it helped <laughs> totally. you even last year well did you didn't yeah. have the biking in the ga- in the games last year did you no we didn't have the okay. mountain biking no um, i'm sure at some point they'll have maybe, a biking event maybe this year you know you never know maybe paddleboarding especially in madison with it being such a biking city yeah that's I'm right sure yeah. That will help yeah. You. yeah yeah for sure it's crazy how those experiences from your past come back to help you at, at the yeah. odd events that you see at the games yeah sometimes you just can't prepare for them you can think of everything but yep but luckily you have this one experience you know yeah yeah years ago and it comes back to help you in some yeah way, so. yeah yeah like the triathlon mm-hmm. i mean who would have thought there we were right mile and a half run 700 meter five it's supposed to be 500 but i think it was 700 everybody's saying it was like 700 yeah. meters and another mile and a half run it was it was awesome just like the old days. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> That's great. It was a great test. So you said that your daughter, Heather, introduced you yes, to CrossFit. Uh-huh. And um, so for those who are listening who don't know, she competed on Invictus's yep. team mm-hmm. for four years. Four years, yep. Um, and so when she told you about it, yeah. what were your first reactions? And then how did it go from there? Were you in the gym the next day or how did it progress? Um, she, well, she started, she was a diver at USD, okay. University of San Diego. And, um, and, and then I think it's Stefan was there and then a guy named Matt and they were kind of into CrossFit, kind of introducing CrossFit into the campus. Okay. And so that's how she kind of got into it. They were doing that as part of their cross training for their diving. And so she was telling me about it and I'm like, um, very intrigued Mm -hmm. because I love pull-ups. I've Mm -hmm. always, you know, we always had like growing up our Mm -hmm. kids, we had pull-up bars in every room, almost every room, you wow. know, doorways. So, you know, they were required. Like I remember Troy had to do 20 pull-ups for something and, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, he was, I don't know, 12 or 13 years old and he got it. But, <laughs> but yeah, awesome. so um, she was telling me about it and, and then she went to, um, she had an internship at Edison uh, Electric in, uh, near Long, in Long Beach, I think, that okay. area. And she ended up, uh, at a CrossFit gym there and she kept telling me about it telling me about mm-hmm. it so I finally went up to visit her because mm-hmm. I try and do that with wherever the kids yeah. were I try and visit them at least a couple times a year mm-hmm. um, and went out and, and it was all planned I was going to do a workout and they, they actually named the workout Heather Oh. And so I got to do my first CrossFit workout was Heather. How cool And I forget exactly what it was, but they yeah. had pull-ups and some running and I think some kettlebells, stuff like that. But um, 
it was my first kind of introduction. I had mm-hmm. kind of, there was a, there was a local CrossFit gym and I think I might've gone maybe one time. Um, but after that workout, I came back and started doing CrossFit at this gym okay. and that was just kind of like, I got hooked because I was racing triathlons yeah. and I go to this CrossFit gym and it's like this, the, whatever the workout was, mm-hmm. I was on the floor after like, I don't know, six minutes or whatever. Right. And it's like there is, and the revelation came, it's like, there is another level of fitness that I have not experienced yet. Right. And I want that. Yeah. So that's so amazing. That's, so it's that's so kinda, true. Yeah. It's such a contrast, the intensity from a yeah. longer event. Yeah, it is. Yeah. That's so and, interesting. And so, um, so you joined, was it an af- affiliate? Yeah, an affiliate CrossFit okay. Solified. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. So I, st- I joined them. Great owner. The owners back then, I'm actually at, back at that gym now. I started my own gym mm-hmm. kind of in between, but um, I'm back at CrossFit Solified now, okay. which is kind of a neat neat uh, transition and uh, experience. But uh, but the, the owners, Nicole and Cole Spitzak, they moved to Austin, Texas now. He was military and she was there and she ran the gym and just awesome, awesome people mm-hmm. and just uh, were great, great way for me to get introduced to CrossFit. That's Super right. encouraging. And uh, yeah, so it was, it was a great experience. That's awesome. And so, yeah. Now, at what point do you decide, hey, I want to start competing. I want to make so, this a sport. Yeah, great, great question. So, and I'm trying to, I was trying to think about the timeline, but I remember, I remember specifically 2012, I kind of stumbled through the open because I was at that gym. Mm-hmm. So I must've started around 2011. Okay. So, but I was at that gym and um, I remember also like um, training and the, all of a sudden this thing called the open comes up. It's right. like, okay, what's that? What is this? Yeah. So 2012, I kind of stumbled through the open. I couldn't do double unders because okay. I had never tried them before. Right. And, uh, and so um, I stumbled through the open, but I steadily improved every single every workout, okay. uh, especially like the last one. I, it was pull-ups with something else. Mm-hmm. And, I, and that was my best score, you know, comparatively worldwide, you okay. know, because I was, you know, I was watching the leaderboard, obviously, you know, you're putting your How name in not? it immediately. <laughs> and it's like, oh my gosh, my name's there. And, uh, and so... Um, after that, so after that last event, I said, I can do this. I want to make the top 20, hopefully, mm-hmm. next year. So I am going to work super okay. hard and, and just see if I can do this. So it was really just seeing the leaderboard and yeah. saying, hey, maybe I can do this yeah. and setting yeah. a goal. Yeah. That's and I had pretty good, I had really good support. I was yeah. training with all arm, like, so I, I live in Clarksville now, mm-hmm. from Pennsylvania originally. In Tennessee. But in Tennessee, yeah, Clarksville, Tennessee. And so Fort Campbell Army Base there, it's the 101st uh, group, um, fifth group. Um, So a lot of great athletes that are there. And so I would train with all these Army guys. Mm -hmm. And it was like 20-year-olds. That's awesome. And it was just like, it was (laughs) phenomenal for me Mm -hmm. to be, and an honor to be with these Army guys, because I just love the military, and and I'm super supportive of Mm -hmm. of what they're doing, because they're serving our country, and they deserve every respect. Um, but it's just, it was really cool. And they were kind of excited that I was around and cause they'd see me improving. And, mm-hmm. and so we were just, I mean, it was just the way it was. And, That's and so, so the whole summer we're, we're training and, uh, and I was actually racing triathlons still then. Okay. And so I started winning my age group in triathlons, mm. uh, because of CrossFit influence. Interesting. Cause, cause it kind of took me to that next level. Yeah. Um, so, so that was two th- so 2012, the summer and then, um, 
the fall, I get introduced to, I go out to visit Heather. Mm -hmm. And so her story is pretty cool too. (laughs) So I don't want to get too sidetracked, but I'll try and stay on track here. No, let's um, hear it. um, She she graduated from USD. She graduated in accounting degree. And um, she's looking at CrossFit gyms Mm -hmm. because she's like, she's doing pretty, you know, she's liking it. She said, I think I'll, I think I'll join a CrossFit gym. So she goes to this one and um, this guy named Cody Bergner's there. It's like, oh, Bergner, I've (laughs) heard of them. Uh, Mike Bergner's the guy, you know, his dad. It's like, why don't you check out that gym? You know, didn't know (laughs) CJ, didn't know anything. And so she goes to that gym and about, after two months, they ask her to be on the, the competition team training team not the not the team team but Mm -hmm. the competition group Group. that was training and then about two months later the open comes up Mm -hmm. um and so she's doing the open and then by the end of the open they say hey why don't you be an alternate on the team and then once the workouts came out they Mm -hmm. were really gymnastic oriented okay so they asked her to be on the team like officially and so so yeah so like six months she goes from yeah but in the meantime i I went out there in November of, I think it was 2012, met CJ, mm-hmm. met Tino and Nicole and all those great people out there. Mm-hmm. And um, I just started, you know, just hanging around and it was, like, it was a thrill to me to like be training right. with her because they were just open door. They were super accommodative and right. Lauren Fisher was there at the time. Mm-hmm. And so we just had a blast. Uh, I mean, for me, it was just a blast yeah. like training with these people. And, um, and so I, but I was, I was very observant and, and very intent in my conversations with uh, CJ and then especially mm-hmm. Tino, mm-hmm. Um, uh, just amazing uh, coach, mm-hmm. just like CJ, mm-hmm. uh, amazing, super smart and super intuitive. But I just kind of paid attention to Tino and and I felt like I got the gist of what he was saying, how strength takes a long time. Mm-hmm. So it's, it, you know, it's a good time to focus on strength and, and that kind of stuck with me. Okay. And so I went home and I started doing these, it was way over my head, but I started doing the, the Invictus competition workouts. Okay. And I would, you know, I'd look at the weight, the RX weight, and it's just like, I would try and do it. <laughs> and it's like, it was ridiculous that I was doing this, but I was actually, I could get through the workouts. Mm-hmm. My wrists were in pain every night. Okay. My shoulders were in pain, but it's like, but I went through that kind of like transition phase where m- metabolic adaptation was mm-hmm. happening and I wasn't getting injured enough to stop, mm-hmm. um, just achy and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But it really got me ready for the 2013 Open because I was mm-hmm. just super, super committed to really wanted to do well. I really wanted to make that top 20. Yeah. And so um, the first workout comes along and it was snatch and, um, and burpees. Okay. And I um, that. yeah, it was a great workout. And I actually win the workout. I was wow. tied for first. Yeah. Um, and... Um, and I'm thinking, wow. <laughs> and I had just, I had just opened my gym. Like, okay. so I was at Solified and the owners were super awesome. They had Rich Froning come to a, their grand opening, mm-hmm. who's another great, amazing guy. Right. Super, um, super open. And he invited me to his gym anytime. Like, mm-hmm. you know, but this was back then in 2012. Right. But within four months that, that um, gym had grown from like 150 to 500. Wow. And so in January, they asked people, like, if anybody's interested in opening another gym, we're going to help you. We're going to help grow your gym. Amazing. So, yeah. So that's, and so I ended up, it's like, I was in dentistry mm-hmm. still, and I was doing it um, kind of a few days a week mm-hmm. and uh, helping out different offices and that mm-hmm. kind of thing. And uh, I don't know, it just seemed like the right time. And so my son, John, came home. 
um, and he was who was actually home at the time. He was okay. in transition between um, his job and his his work, mm-hmm. and so he helped me open the gym. And I had this seventy this beautiful seventy five hundred square foot gym, wow. and um, and it was right down the street from Soulify. And they just helped me grow, and and so that was a really good experience. But but the the dilemma was my whole trajectory kind of changed. Mm-hmm. And in, in that, you know, I win the first open and then I, and then I ended up winning the open that year. Mm-hmm. And it's like, wow, I'm going to the games. Like, this is amazing. That's like, a big deal. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it was really cool. You, ch- you know, I get choked up even just thinking about it. Cause yeah. they're just like a super, you know, um, just great experience. Yeah. It's true. It's like your yeah. life changes. Yeah. Your whole, yeah. You know, you have this, this different goal and you're now. Yeah. You're different so focus. Yeah. 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 But, but still, uh, you know, I, I think if I wouldn't have had that experience, I never would have known. I would have had in the back of my mind, you know, could I open a gym? Could I make a gym work? Mm-hmm. You know, that kind of thing. Um, but so we had, I had open for like four years, mm-hmm. but it's just, it's hard to make a living doing that. Um, and I, I, you know, I couldn't do that and dentistry at the time. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of, over the years, um, I had some great coaches, mm-hmm. great managers mm-hmm. um, that helped with it. We had great focus um, and, and Solified um, was, was great, instrumental in helping me get started and all mm-hmm. that stuff. But, you know, as the games continued to be more and more of a focus, it was hard to focus to on the that. gym. Yeah. And so I ended up um, transitioning out of that, sold that, and then transitioned back into dentistry okay. like three years ago, uh, like full time. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I'm working. F- so actually, it's interesting. This is, it, yeah, I'm very interested to know how yeah, your, yeah. how this has changed over the years with your training and your. Yeah. Because um, since 2015, I was actually, when I saw, I, I bought two dental practices because it's like, I realized, okay, the, you know, the gym thing, I'm just, it's just not going to work for mm-hmm. me um, financially and, um, and just stress wise, mm-hmm. training wise. So I need to, I need to move on mm-hmm. and I need to get back to do what my hands were trained to do. Mm-hmm. And so I was, uh, there's always opportunities out there for an experienced dentist. Mm-hmm. And I ended up helping a guy who was, I was just going to be temporary mm-hmm. helping a guy um, while he, he was back injuries. It's a okay. common thing in dentistry to have back injuries and, and neck injuries. So I feel yeah. really fortunate. I've been doing it for 30 plus years and yeah. I'm fine. And I think the, the physical activity obviously Absolutely. is, is a great asset to keep, keep you healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I ended up helping him and he ended up just never coming back. He never mm-hmm. got better. Um, his back continued to, he had surgery. So I ended up buying that practice and then okay. another practice came out cause I always wanted to, uh, I love kids mm-hmm. practice. I, I'd love, I wanted to be in a kid's practice for a while and mm-hmm. another opportunity opened up. So I ended up buying two dental practices <laughs> in one month, the May of 2015. Wow. It was like, it was ridiculous. Going from a gym to two dental yeah. practices. And I'm al- I've already qualified for the games and it was my last year in the 59 no way. Uh, age group. And um, yeah, cause this was, yeah, 2015. Cause I want, yeah, I moved in 2016. I moved up to 60 plus, but I was the only 59 year old to qualify um, for the 55, 59 mm-hmm. age group. So that was exciting to me, you know, because yeah. I kind of look at those things, but uh, buying two dental practices <laughs> um, and then and then I've been doing, I've been working five days a week mm-hmm. since 2015, since May of 2015. Wow. And then training for games, going to games and, and that kind of thing. So incredible. It's pretty crazy. That's what I think is so incredible because I've trained with a number of of masters athletes and mm-hmm. back in when I lived in Ann Arbor, particularly, mm-hmm. um, like every day and seeing how, you know, a lot of the younger athletes now they make this their full-time job and yeah. that's pretty much, you know, maybe, or maybe they're coaching some classes, yes. but they're already in the gym, um, or they have a part-time job, but for 
nearly all of the master's athletes, they're working another full-time job and training almost as much, I would say. Yeah. Um, it's, so it's, it's a tough really, balance. Really impressive. It's, and they have families and other things, yeah. life things going yeah. on that yeah. a lot of these younger athletes haven't gotten to yet. Yes. Yeah. I'm envious of uh, the athletes that can do that, but, um, the same way it does help me balance things. Um, it, I am fortunate. My kids are grown. Mm-hmm. My youngest just turned 21 last week. Okay. Uh, Troy, um, he's an amazing CrossFitter. He's got too preoccupied with school, uh-huh. but um, that's a good thing. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah, he's very dedicated. But um, balancing CrossFit, mm-hmm. I think, was the was it the magic that got me through the stress of buying two practices mm-hmm. and transitioning both of them because both of them were kind of. Both of their the docs were kind of injured, mm-hmm. and their and so it affected their practice right. in, in a negative way. Right. And so it, it was. I came along and I had to turn things around, mm-hmm. and I was able to do that in both practices um, to to a large extent. But the the stress, being able to st- have a focus on the games, mm-hmm. being able to have that training um, on a regular basis, just really helped me deal with that stress in a super healthy way. Mm. And I guess that's kind of, you know, the biggest takeaway from mm-hmm. CrossFit and, and fitness in general is that it's a super healthy way to deal with stress and mm-hmm. any other things that, um, that, we, that we deal with as humans, you know, and, sure. and um, you know, l- life is tough. It's an amazing outlet. Yeah, that's it for is. Sure. I know yeah. no matter what, when I go into the gym, no matter what kind of day I had, when I yeah. come out, I'm going to be feeling 10 times better. Yeah, it's amazing how so, that works. Yeah, for sure. It's a beautiful thing. But yeah. it is it is true, I think, when you have that stress and pressure of competing or you know, yep. preparing for the games, mm-hmm. it also does add more stress to it, which is, yeah, it you know, does. you have to yeah. manage that as well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, especially being at the games. I mean, I've noticed that it's not just like the first three years it's kind of like, wow, you know, the first year is like, this is amazing. And, but you know, the managing your sleep at, you know, just as simple as your sleep at night, oh, yeah. it's like, how do you, how do you deal with that? How do you just turn it off? Mm-hmm. And, uh, it took me three years to figure, to figure that out. And yeah, it's kind of cool. Yeah. But, you know, just looking back and seeing some of those tough times, um, and, and being able to, to work through that yeah. and then realizing at the end of the day, and I keep reminding myself of this, because at the end of the day, it's it's about being in the best shape of your life. It's about longevity. It's about being healthy. Mm-hmm. And and competing is is awesome, and I love it. I'm super competitive. Mm-hmm. But I but during those times when you're at the games and you've got to turn it off, you've got to use that information. You mm-hmm. got to tell yourself and remind yourself. It's really all about longevity. It's mm-hmm. about health, um, and it's about you know, serving other people. It's mm-hmm. about being, having a greater purpose than mm-hmm. just the competition. And, and, um, and that's been, that's been kind of cool. Like the last two years, just yeah. being able to focus on that. Yeah. It makes me choked up, but you yeah. know, to, to, for people to see me as an inspiration to, yeah. to, um, that they can do this yeah. at a later age. It's just like, it just breaks, it just, it does. Warms it's my so heart. powerful. You know, yeah. It's so powerful. And I think that's, it's true. That's what keeps you going and what keeps you able to yeah. do it when, when it's hard and, you know, it's not always fun. Yeah, it's not yeah. always, you yeah. know, laughing and enjoying yourself. It's yeah. a lot of hard work and it's, it's a lot of work, stress, yeah. but yep. keeping, for me, I found too, keeping that bigger purpose in mind made such a difference yeah. in my mindset day to day with training or, you know, trying to stay motivated or stay focused on that goal. Yep. Yep. For sure. For sure. And, you know, and keeping, I mean, you know, I've, 
I have a strong faith. Uh, I, I feel like God has a strong faith in me too, because um, you know when my faith faith is weak, and yeah. you know He's strong. And I and love thinking about it that way. That's yeah, great. yeah. But but uh, that plays a big part, you know, having that perspective and mm-hmm. having that eternal mm-hmm. um, uh, part of things all understood and under mm-hmm. control is is uh, has just been a huge part for all of my life. I think. Absolutely. You know, raising a family, raising four kids, that kind of thing. So it helps to so keeps things in perspective. So you mentioned yeah. kind of figuring out ways to to unplug or to let yourself relax. Are there other than kind of reminding yourself of your faith and your purpose, are there other mm-hmm. things that you found have been helpful to help you kind of um, set that that resting state? Um you know, I think prayer is important. I mean, I think mm-hmm. church obviously is important. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, and and more than church, I mean, I think, I think the fellowship with, um, you know, relationships with mm-hmm. other people is super important. In fact, I, you know, I do studies, mm-hmm. you know, because I, I think I mentioned to Patricia, I'm, you know, beginning stages of thinking about writing a book yeah. on fitness and longevity and the yeah. relationship. And when I'm looking at longevity, they're talking about one of the big things is uh, when they when they look at people in different countries, I think I forget what they call it, blue zones or something. Yes, but I love the blue it's, zones. It's a big. <laughs> there's a big aspect of that, or a big part of that, is the relationships mm-hmm. that people have with other people, and so I think that's super important. I think it's so much and more important than we even realize. I think. Yeah. yeah. Probably even more important than a lot of these other things that we're yeah, worrying about, yeah. like sleep and eating and yeah. exercise. Yeah. Right. Right, and I'm probably I need I probably need to work on that more. Like, I, cause I I tend to be really focused on my training. And, oh yeah. And so I, I'll train a lot by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, but y- y- you got to have that community also. Absolutely. And uh, so uh, you know. And in different ways, whether it's your yeah. just making sure you have those few close relationships. I do agree. Mm-hmm. I think that quality is probably better than quantity when it comes to relationships yes and, yes you know having those people in your corner yeah yeah it goes a long way i mean having a wife i mean we're married 40 uh carol and i are married mm-hmm. 35 years wow. 35 years actually this next week i think it's the 25th oh, yeah happy 25th. Yeah, yeah thank you yeah <laughs> but uh yeah she's super supportive mm-hmm. and she like she she does crossfit she was like not into the fitness thing so much but she went to Solify when I started going, mm-hmm. and it's like she just fell in love with the girls, and they fell in love with her. Oh, that's so And great. so she just would go, and she wouldn't think about the fitness so much, but she would just love the social, the aspect, social aspect of it, and it just like it worked for her. And so awesome. she's still doing CrossFit, that's and so, so it's and she's super supportive, and uh, it's um, she does give me a lot of space. Mm-hmm. Like she knows that I need to just move and right. and be active and. And that kind of thing, and she's very gracious about that. So that's amazing. It's cool, yeah. That's true. The yeah. I think that it's underappreciated how much those people in your life do yeah. to get you to where you need yeah. to be. All these athletes that we see out there on the floor, but there's usually a significant other or yep. family member or friend behind them. Yeah, that's doing just as much work. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. So it's for sure. It's for sure. Yep, yep. You mentioned earlier about doing some training with Heather and with some yes. of the other yeah. athletes. What is it like for you training with a bunch of athletes that are half your age? Uh, it's, Do you it's notice it at all? It's just awesome. <laughs> um, you know, um, yeah, I do. I mean, because uh, I've trained with some great athletes, mm-hmm. um, you know, and even going, you know, going out to Invictus, training with, the, you know, those are amazing athletes mm-hmm. there, you know, obviously some of the best in the world. 
Um, and, uh, you know, Rasmus has been out there. Um, Lucas Esslinger from Switzerland, he mm -hmm. was out there uh, when I was training out there some, at times. Um, but it, I don't know. It, what's really cool is that they've, like, even those guys, they've just been, like, super, like, open and welcoming. And, mm -hmm. and it's like, yep, it's Heather's dad. Right. Just like I'm one of the pack, mm -hmm. you know, and, and uh, making me feel at home, that kind of thing. And then as far as like uh, back in Clarksville, these army guys, I mean, um, th it's pretty much the same thing. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I feel like I'm part of the community, mm -hmm. even though they're 30 years younger or whatever <laughs> they are now. Um, it just, uh, it, you know, I, I can't. In the beginning, I think the first couple of years, I think I was I was probably overdoing it with the weights. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, really sore a lot of the times. And mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure now that I look back and I look back upon these uh, on these last two years, mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure I was overtrained mm -hmm. the first three years going to the games. And I think that affected my ability to perform mm -hmm. better than what I did. Mm -hmm. um, and so... And so I kind of learned from that, mm -hmm. but you know, wouldn't I think trade it's a it. Common, you know, a common theme. I think a lot of people when they first, no matter what, when they first start, they want to be, mm -hmm. they want to do everything RX. They want to do yeah, yeah. train six days a week. They want everyone yeah. wants more and more and more. But yeah. then there gets to a point where you realize, hey, we're in this for the long yeah. haul. We need to be smarter about our training yeah. and. And then you get to test it too. Like, mm -hmm. like, okay, if I hold back a little bit, if I do rest, mm -hmm. you know, don't want to, but I, if I do then what's going to happen? Mm -hmm. And then you get to test that. It's like, wow, I didn't lose that much strength. Like even like this, um, what was it? This oh, it was a great workout, the open workout, 18-2, mm -hmm. where mm -hmm. they threw in the, the clean, the max clean. Oh, yes. Um, awesome. <laughs> and, and it's like I hadn't done heavy for at least a month. Mm -hmm. And I still hit like 227 in that clean. Wow. And I was like, I was shocked that I could, because <laughs> I was hoping like 217. I thought if I hope I hope I can get 217. Yeah. And I'll be good. You know, it's like I hit 217. It's like, wow. And then I hit 222. And then I put on 227 and I hit that. And, and it was a great, I had a good support group that night. Right. Also, one of the, one of the guys that, that runs the Barbell Club, Christian, and then Joe, um, another, another good friend. Uh, army guys mm -hmm. uh, you know super supportive cheering me on that's great yeah. yeah i had another buddy too chase was um was doing the workout with me mm -hmm. and he's a 30 year old mm -hmm. and a great athlete yeah so that's anyway so, so awesome. yeah it was cool so how did your training evolve over the years if you said you started with you were doing the invictus yes uh -huh. so that's a lot of you know that's yes a lot of training it's not necessarily masters focused yeah um, right you said although you they have a, a masters lot. now yeah and, and then yep. how do you how did you evolve your training over the years as you learned from these experiences? Um, yeah, that's a great question. And I've thought through that a lot because I think Invictus gave me a great, great foundation. I mm -hmm. mean, just, just being able to get out. Because I went out there for a few years. Heather was on the team for four years. Mm -hmm. And I was actively training, obviously, at the time. And, and in fact, CJ and Tino, they coached me for my first games, 2013. Okay. And, and so it was a little difficult. I think... I think it would have been much better if I, if I could have just moved out there. You know, they could <laughs> right. have seen more of my weaknesses That's before I went in there. the hard part is getting yeah. that eyes on coaching. Yeah, yeah. So, but still, uh, just super appreciative of their uh, involvement mm -hmm. at the time. And that just really laid a great foundation. Because I would continue, I think I continued to do Invictus for, I want to say two years at least, mm -hmm. maybe three years. And then I still continue to go back, like modifications of some of those workouts mm -hmm. that I did back then. Mm -hmm. Um, into my programming now. Okay. Uh, and so, um, but I kind of, 
I kind of I did uh, Chris Spieler a little bit. Okay. Uh, with Beyond the Whiteboard. Yeah. I think you're doing that. Yeah. Also the Beyond the Whiteboard. I did um, OPEX okay. for a little bit. Um, but in, in both cases, well, in OPEX, um, great, great programming, mm-hmm. awesome. Um, for me, I, and I'm not sure how I how I evolved from this. And I, I remember here Rich, Rich Froning one time saying, "Yes, you know, like he'll go in, he won't even know what he's going to do, and he just does it." Yeah. And it's like I find that I'm more of a spontaneous CrossFitter. Okay. And and I I started doing that because I I was with Chris Spieler like January February uh, through that uh, online programming, and so I would do that. And, um, and so I could email him and he'd mm-hmm. email back, uh, and stuff. And, and so that was cool. But then the open started, I think this was 2016 mm-hmm. and I just decided, you know, I do my own thing during the open anyway. Mm-hmm. And cause it just has worked for me Okay. and I have my, my strategy and my timing and, mm-hmm. and I always do the workout Thursday night, like okay. right after they announce, it's like, Gotta why not? It. The adrenaline's flowing. You're going to think about it all night anyway, if you don't do it. <laughs> So, so I, that's my routine and then I'll rest. Um, but so I did my own thing during the open. It's like after the open, I get ready for the qualifier. Actually a, a good friend of mine, Del LaFountain, who's another master's guy. He made okay. it to the games this year. So I get to see him again this oh, year. Cool. Great guy. I've seen Cause I met him first. One of the first masters I met, we became friends mm-hmm. back in 2013. Mm-hmm. And, um, Anyway, he actually helped me program for the qualifier in 2016. Okay. So that was good stuff. He introduced me to some things that I hadn't mm-hmm. thought through, and mm-hmm. and uh, he's a great coach as well. But then after that, I kind of like phased back into like, you know, I know what I need. I know kind of the timing that I need to do things in, mm-hmm. what order. Mm-hmm. I know when I need to work on my weaknesses and how much I need to work on my weaknesses. Mm-hmm. And then my strength, I know how fast I can get those back. Mm-hmm. So um, so after the qualifier, I just started doing my own thing. And then, and then 2016 games came and it's like, mm-hmm. it was phenomenal. Super surprised myself, mm-hmm. uh, especially the first workout. Mm-hmm. Um, it was that real long chipper. Okay. Uh, 80 double unders, the rope climb, oh, yeah. um, the wall, 80 wall balls, <laughs> uh, the deadlifts, um, and uh, nice long GHD. Yeah, super long. And I, I was, I thought I wanted to be top 10. Mm-hmm. I wanted, to, I was hoping to, to get 10th place mm-hmm. or better. Mm-hmm. And uh, I win, I win that. And great uh, way to kick it off. Yeah. And so <laughs> it's like, okay, something's working, you know. Yeah. And I think. I had figured out the rest recovery thing mm-hmm. too before this 2016 games. And so um, I went in more refreshed, more recovered. Okay. And I think that was super, super helpful. And by that, is it, do you mean in terms of volume of training and taking days off or? or yeah, volume of training. And also, I mean, it's probably a good time to talk about whoop. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and this actually, this got introduced, I think it was. It was 2017, so not till after the qualifier, during the qualifier, 2017. So mm-hmm. I had already figured out some of the recovery thing yeah. for the 2016 games, um, but this just kind of took it to another level. Okay. So I was able to, and I was experimenting because I was pretty new at it, mm-hmm. but um, AJ Baker from Whoop, um, I had, you know, in mm-hmm. communication with him, asking him questions, whatever, mm-hmm. and just getting ready for the games. Um, I was just kind of using it, um, not as strictly as you as um mm-hmm. as it says but it like aj said it's like a guideline mm-hmm. and for those who are listening the whoop, who don't so, know the whoop is basically yeah. a little a heart rate monitor that you wear on your wrist looks yes. like a watch yes and it collects your heart rate and heart rate variability yes and sleep data and yes. kind of gives you a guideline on how your recovery is doing based on your heart rate variability exactly the time you sleep how you feel exactly yep um, yep 
So it's given you like they, it takes like a hundred readings a second, something like that. Mm-hmm. And the biggest one is they're they're measuring your HRV during your deepest sleep, mm-hmm. so, and that's apparently the most accurate. So and then it gives you like a, it gives you your recovery like every day. Oh man, and yours so, not so good today. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like this week is pretty. You know, it's like oh, I just got back from that from this trip from that three weeks of nine yeah. hours difference. That's and I'm thinking, ah, I think it's that. I'm just going to attribute it to that, yeah. but it's definitely a warning. So there were three reds this week. Yeah. And so I'm how not did in the you, green, how so. did you start to use this to then change what you were doing with your training or your yeah, recovery? I, I think I was just paying more attention and also paying attention more to my sleep cycles. Okay. And so like, like, well, this, this will also give me, um, you know, how much exactly how much sleep I've had. Mm-hmm. So it'll, it'll tell you how much REM sleep, mm-hmm. how much deep sleep, and so I, w- I, would w- I would look at that, and so in some ways it was encouraging because I'm not a great sleeper, and I'll, I tend to wake up mm-hmm. early and not mm-hmm. get back to sleep, um, which, is, which has just been another, um, you know, another test right. in life you know, over the years, and, uh, but where fitness has really helped to, mm-hmm. to deal with that whole thing. But I started paying attention more to that, and, and it was somewhat encouraging because like, even though I thought I didn't get as much sleep, it's like my whoop was saying you still had an hour of deep sleep or mm-hmm. 45 minutes of deep sleep and an hour of REM or mm-hmm. 30 minutes of REM or whatever. And, uh, and so it's like, okay, this is good news. And then I started like, okay, well, if I just need some more sleep, when, maybe I'll take a nap mm-hmm. more. Mm-hmm. And so I used to take naps like on Sundays mm-hmm. and uh, to get ready for the work week and all that stuff because I knew Monday morning was going to hit hard. <laughs> and, uh, and so I just started taking more naps. Oh. And so sometimes I'll, you know, I have a, I have two days where I'm driving an hour to work mm-hmm. and on the way home sometimes it's six o'clock mm-hmm. and it's like, wow, I'm getting tired. It's like, I'm not going to fool around with this. I'm going to pull over and mm-hmm. take a nap. Mm-hmm. And so I'll take a power nap for 20 minutes or 30 minutes or something. Wow, yeah. And, um, and, I, and then I've noticed when I do that, I'm looking at my whoop and I'm seeing mm-hmm. how that affects my recovery mm-hmm. positively. Mm-hmm. And so I've just been, that's kind of one of the biggest things on that. That's great. And then the other thing was for the, for the 17 games, I was able to, um, and, and I still, I was just kind of still learning it, mm-hmm. but I timed it perfectly. Whereas when I went into the day one for that swim, run, swim, mm-hmm. I was at 98% recovery. Wow. And I, and I don't exactly know how I did it, but I just kind of like, I thought through it and mm-hmm. I kind of listened to my body mm-hmm. and, and rested, recovered, you know, did the nap thing, mm-hmm. you know, modified my training, depending on what my whoop was saying, mm-hmm. worked. And, and so it just kind of, so I was 98% and then it slowly just trickled down mm-hmm. over those f- four days. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so it, it, it was, I think it was very valuable asset to have. That's true. I think a lot of this data, now there's so many different ways that we can collect data on ourselves, but yeah. you know, what, what data is actually useful and is going to help us yeah. make positive yeah, changes. Sure. And it sounds like that has been very helpful for you to yeah. use that as kind of your indicator when you're making all these different yeah. changes mm-hmm. with your sleep, with your training. Yeah, for sure. For sure. To know if it's, if it's actually helping you or, yeah. or not. Yeah. And how about Dave Castro giving us four days to the masters? Yeah. Like for me, That's a big deal. like I don't think people realize the, the impact or the significance of that, <laughs> but I did. It's like, I have to manage, it's hard enough to manage three days right. of, it's not so much the, the workouts, it's the sleep at night. Right. And so to give us four days, it just like is just another one of his things lot. that he concocted right. and, and came up with in, in his genius mind <laughs> to, uh, to, to try and break us. Yeah. And, uh, and so it's good stuff. But yeah, but amazing. Um, 
and the test, the wide range this year yeah. for the masters, you know, from that, um, you know, the swim, run, swim to yeah. the, sn- the dumbbell snatches and, and then the rope climb, you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's all there. It's I'm great. sure it's just going to keep getting more, more and more exciting as they get used to yeah. this new venue yeah. and yeah. are able to, to work in different types of events. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm hoping so. Yeah. I'm hoping they, I like it. It's becoming more and more CrossFit. I think adding the teens mm-hmm. and then having similarities with the workouts mm-hmm. kind of made the masters more um, more true CrossFit, mm-hmm. I think. And so I think we're evolving in that direction. I love it. Yeah, the exciting. more CrossFit, the better. I love it. I'm excited so, to watch. Yeah. What other things do you find to be helpful as a master's athlete? I get this question all the time from listeners that want to hear from master's athletes about recovery, injury prevention. Are there things that you do that, you know, when you talk to Heather, you talk to other younger athletes that you think you do differently or that help you in a different way when it comes to recovery or, or injury prevention? Yeah. Um, you know, I think definitely listening to your, listening to your body. Mm-hmm. I mean, wasn't it Ron Ortiz that said, listen to your body when it's mm-hmm. whispering mm-hmm. before it starts yelling? That's you know, great. I thought that was a great concept. Um, so I think, I think that's a big part. I, and I think that's what I started doing, like listening mm-hmm. um, to what my body was saying. And, and if, it's, if it's hurting, there's a reason why mm-hmm. and you need to back off. Mm-hmm. And, and then just testing, what does it take for you to maintain that strength without, you know, you're pushing the envelope, mm-hmm. but not overtraining. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's a balance. And I think... Um, I think we have to respect our bodies mm-hmm. and we respect our age mm-hmm. and our limitations and that kind of thing. So um, I think it's just, it's, it's an individual thing, but mm-hmm. I think just mo- mainly it's just listening to mm-hmm. what your body's telling you. Those are wise words from someone who's probably had so. many injuries <laughs> that have yeah. now you've you kind of learned when to listen and how to listen. How about nutrition? Let's talk yeah, about nutrition, nutrition for a minute. How yeah. has your nutrition evolved? since you've started yeah. CrossFit and what's yeah. your approach right now? Yeah, when I was doing triathlons, so right before I started CrossFit, I think I was doing a lot of grains, um, like whole wheat pancakes, and, and um, I, would, I would have fruit for breakfast, mm-hmm. and then I'd have some heavy grains for lunch, and it's like, uh, I go to the CrossFit gym, and all these guys are doing spinach <laughs> with eggs every morning. It's like, <laughs> okay, let me try that. And I just fell in love with it, and it just started working for mm-hmm. me. So I'd have a, they, these guys, and these are just two arm. One is the owner, Cole, and the other was Chris. And that's what they were doing every, bre- every morning for breakfast. So it's like a big plate of raw spinach mm-hmm. and they just put four eggs on there. So, yeah. and they were like, they were big guys, like 200 pounds, 190 pounds, mm-hmm. whatever. So I had three eggs on a bed of spinach and then I eventually added avocado. Mm-hmm. And Good then, choice. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I transitioned from that to, um, I ran out of eggs, and so it's like, oh, I just need proteins. Let me grab some steak. Mm-hmm. You know, there's steak. Is, this is for breakfast. And I tried that for a week, mm-hmm. and it's like I've not gone back from that ever since then. Wow. For some reason, my system just seemed to work much better, mm-hmm. you know, with that and over the eggs. Mm-hmm. Do you still um, eat eggs now or not? On occasion, really? but I don't use the, uh, mm-hmm. I don't have the yolk. I okay. just have the whites, okay. which is where the perfect protein the is protein, anyway. Yeah. So yeah, so I'm pretty strict paleo. So that's my breakfast, and most of the time it's my lunch also. Mm-hmm. And then for dinner, I'll make sure I have broccoli, asparagus, mm-hmm. um, kale. I'll mm-hmm. try and introduce kale because I try and go with the nutrient most nutrient mm-hmm. dense foods. Mm-hmm. And then um, let's see, kale. And then I'll I'm 
in fact, it might be a good time to talk about Inside Tracker. Sure. Uh, Inside Tracker picked me up, sponsored me this right before the open yeah. this year. And um, I reached out to them uh, and, uh, and they immediately responded. And so they tested my blood mm-hmm. um, before the open and then after the open. And um, everything looked looked good, but there was a couple things we had to tweak. Yeah. And so uh, one of the things was needing more fish. So okay. I'm adding salmon. Okay. Um, and I'm trying to get my goal is three times a week. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, so that's been a, that's been a change. Kind of. Do you take I knew any I type that. of supplement, like fish oil yeah. supplement too, or just um, the, have you just been doing the salmon? Uh, yeah, I do take I do t- yeah I take okay. six a day. So I'll take three in the morning and three in the afternoon. Okay. Fish oil. Yeah. Um, so I've been doing that for a couple of years and I think this year is the year, I think maybe it was like four a day. Now I'm just doing, I'm doing six a day. Okay. Cause You're I think it's that valuable just to making sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. And that was kind of based on that inside tractor mm-hmm. stuff also. Mm-hmm. Um, but everything, everything else, uh, there was a couple that was low in iron. They thought it was just a transient thing and that was better the next time. Vitamin D was okay. B12, I was low in B12. So yeah, inside tracker has been awesome. It's a great. You know, if you, for those of people that mm-hmm. don't know Inside Tracker, they it's a blood test for athletes, and uh, and they do um, just a comprehensive blood test mm-hmm. for your to, to kind of evaluate where your nutrition's at, mm-hmm. and also it it actually monitors whether you're overstressed as well, which. Um, you know, in my case, uh, I've got I've <laughs> got, got a little stress going on. Yeah. Stress. yeah, yeah, yeah. But they do a great job. All of their recommendations are how you can change your diet or. Yep. You know, maybe use supplements when needed, yep. but it's all very evidence-based. They yeah. have the research studies right there that you can look yep. up if you want to know. Yeah. Um, so it's a great in, platform. In fact, um, interestingly enough, um, right before I went on the cruise, mm-hmm. and so one of my one of my jobs on the cruise ship was to give a lecture on nutrition and fitness, okay. or on basically on fitness. Mm-hmm. And, and in fact, the title of it was "How to Grow Fitter, Not Older." Oh, I love it. Yeah, yeah. So I had and John, my my son John, helped me get a slideshow mm-hmm. together. So I had the slideshow. And I used Inside Tracker's article. In fact, Ben Bergeron right. wrote the article. Yeah. Uh, and that was a great article on the CrossFit Journal yeah, just recently. Yeah. So basically, the conclusion mm-hmm. for those who haven't uh, read it yet, but it's it's a great uh, it's a great article, um, is that CrossFit athletes were more uh, more fit. Their biomarkers, their blood mm-hmm. biomarkers, were healthier than than even the athletes who were training doing other. Because um, mm-hmm. you figure their clientele is athletes. They're all fit. Yeah. They're all fit. And so, but CrossFit by and large was better, uh, healthier. So, it's, so it wasn't just about fitness. It was mm-hmm. overall health. So the mm-hmm. HDL was higher. Mm-hmm. The LDL was lower. And then I think it's the HSCRP, mm-hmm. which is the total body inflammation, mm-hmm. right? Um, and you know more about that market, than I yeah. do. Um, but, but that was the other thing that was, uh, was super low. Um, in CrossFitters, so yeah, so like it just it's really great to see that data come. Yeah, in. yeah, just kind of reinforces like mm-hmm. the journey that I'm on, and mm-hmm. and that's when and kind of when when I watched your podcast mm-hmm. and kind of reached out to you and stuff, um, it was just it was like that's what you're talking about. It's like this is amazing, and it's like super important because and then hearing hearing Greg, you know, mm-hmm. Greg Glassman talk about you know the the most vexing problem is mm-hmm. is um is is chronic disease, chronic disease yeah. it's like what a platform we have and mm-hmm. what a um answer mm-hmm. we have for for a tsunami he yeah, calls it true. right it is a tsunami and that's, that's why it's sure. like wow functional <laughs> fitness i gotta get up here i want to talk to you in person <laughs> i want to talk about functional because that's a, it's it's a huge awesome. interest yeah it's awesome 
So super valuable. So mostly paleo. Do you yes. eat what kind of carbohydrates do you eat other than vegetables? Any or what is your uh, sort of carbohydrate? So yeah, like? one of the things that Inside Tracker um, told me to do is to have more oatmeal. Okay. And um, and so I've been doing that, and I've and I need to be more faithful on doing that. I just mm-hmm. I just tend to like have my meat and um, so so. But but to answer your question, um, uh, sweet potatoes, mm-hmm. uh, sometimes rice. But mostly sweet potatoes, um, sometimes regular potatoes, mm-hmm. and then oatmeal. I try to get oatmeal okay. in once a day, twice a day sometimes. Okay. Um, I need to get more consistent about that, but that's super important. Mm-hmm. Interesting. In fact, I just uh, I just listened to your um, podcast, Against Gravity. I'm kind of reaching out to them yeah. to see if they want to uh, yeah, help me. Because that might be a... They're great. Adina's yeah. great. Yeah. Have you ever... I've tracked never, your macro I've never counted, intake no. or anything? No. I'm kind of... I'm I don't, yeah, I'm kind of. I don't know if I. I don't know if that'd be the greatest thing for me or not. I'm kind of like scared of like, oh my gosh, I like to eat whatever I want, whenever I want. Right. But I'm very disciplined in what I eat, though. It what sounds I choose like you are eat. very disciplined. Yeah. In, it's just another yeah, layer of discipline. Yeah. But uh, but the other thing, um, just in addition to you asked mm-hmm. me about other carbs, but I do snack on. Uh, cashews and almonds mm-hmm. all day long. Mm-hmm. So, in fact, even on the way up here, I had it on the plane, and then I had it on the car on the way here. And great snack. I'm probably going to take a take a break here and <laughs> get some. <laughs> but That's yeah, awesome. cashews and almonds because it's it's a really good source of good fat. It's yeah, got protein, protein. And it's got the carbs yes. in it too. Very so, true. Yeah, yeah. Do you take any other supplements other than fish oil? Or have you found anything to be helpful? Yeah, vitamin D for sure. Mm-hmm. And then I'm taking a multivitamin right now. And mm-hmm. then, um, oh, I'm taking. Uh, the other thing that, that Inside Tracker recommended is um, is a probiotic. I've I've been mm-hmm. taking different probiotics, you know, mm-hmm. just trying because I know it's super important. Mm-hmm. That's the whole that whole functional medicine is mm-hmm. foundational. Is the is the probiotics the right? Gut, yeah. The gut, yeah. Uh, so, Clean Athlete, I think, is the name of it. K L E E N. But they Inside Tracker Tracker. I think it was uh, Jonathan uh, introduced me to that. Mm-hmm. He said that's what he takes, and and that's been great. So great. that's for sure. I take that every morning vitamin D and multivitamin and then the fish oil. And then I am taking um, Marcus Philly's Revive RX. Okay. They've been sponsoring me for the last two years. Mm-hmm. They were sponsored at Heather. And then um, then I kind of um, got, got on that also. And okay. so they give me my protein. And so I'll have that at least twice a day. So in the morning. Mm-hmm. And you do then like a protein shake in the morning. I do, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I, I started doing that on a regular do basis. Do you put anything else in it? I, um, no. I I do put it in almond milk, mm-hmm. and and the one thing I was I was noticing, because you know listen to, if you listen to Glassman he says no sugar, mm-hmm. or very little mm-hmm. I think I think no sugar, no sugar right no like, sugar yeah. so I realized that it's like am I getting any sugar, and it's like almond my almond milk had sugar in it oh, it's like mm-hmm. I gotta I gotta cut that out so yeah. so I'm I've got mostly unsweetened now okay and uh, and so but I had the 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 one in between for a little while. I think that's okay. what I had this morning, but okay. I'm, I'm transitioning to the, to the, uh, and it's, and it's actually, in fact, the revive RX, I'll put the recover in there. Yeah. And I guess that has maybe a little bit, uh, sweetener in it. Um, but it's good. I think it's stevia. Okay. Um, and, uh, but it's great stuff and it's, I love it. So, and, and it, it's good. just great to have their support. I mean, all yeah. these, you know, inside tracker whoop, yeah. comp train masters. Yeah. I mean, Dan DeLama's my coach. That's awesome. And um, just great to have the people that believe in you yeah, and know that you can do it. I mean, cause they, you know, they were there, you know, some of them came after I won, but mm-hmm. it's like, 
they continue to believe in me. It's just mm-hmm. really cool. That's awesome. Super, yeah. And we had talked a little bit earlier about the evolution of your training. So when did you start working? You said kind of you do your own programming, kind of know what yeah. you need to do now. But when did you start working with CompTrain Masters and how did so, that evolve? Yeah, so that happened, I think it was before the 2017 games. Um, because I reached out to Ben because mm-hmm. I, you know, it's like you can't not notice Matt Frazier. You just can't. <laughs> and it's, it's kind like, of impossible. how did he, how did he do that? How did mm-hmm. he set himself so far above? So I kind of just sent any, you know, Heather knew Ben Bergeron just because she's met him a couple of mm-hmm. times. And, and I said, I said, how do I reach out to him? He says, just here's his email, I'll get his email for you. And so I emailed him and he emailed me right back. That's so great. And I said, uh, I was, I was interested in, you know, just some coaching ideas. You know, I knew he, he was focused on his coaches mm-hmm. or his, his, athletes that mm-hmm. you know as individuals that were he was coaching so i just thought well you know is there anything kind of give me advice mm-hmm. and he immediately got me in touch with harry paley mm-hmm. and dan delamba mm-hmm. uh, they're they're the, the head coaches at mm-hmm. at comp train or at or at north crossfit new england mm-hmm. and uh and they they head up the masters comp train okay and so um so i immediately kind of hit it off with dan delamba mm-hmm. And he was like my assigned coach That's and just amazing. like, they just like supported me. That's so and great. what's so cool about Dan is that he, he totally respected what I had already accomplished. Mm-hmm. He had already won the games the year before and he didn't want to change a whole lot of things. He mm-hmm. said, what you're doing is working. Let's just keep an eye on things, mm-hmm. which was just super awesome. That's and, great. and so, so I would introduce, uh, or I would infiltrate, um, some of the comp train mm-hmm. programming because mm-hmm. I love it. It's great stuff mm-hmm. for any of you masters out there looking for a program. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, comp train masters is phenomenal. Um, and, and so I was doing some of those workouts um, along with my own programming. Mm-hmm. And so, and then I would just like, I give all my workouts to Dan and he would just like put them on a Google spreadsheet and then we talk about it and then mm-hmm. we just like, we just get caught up every so often. That's great. And, um, and so, and then it's actually, it was actually 2017 was the first year I actually had a coach mm-hmm. for the games. <laughs> and That's so, amazing after competing for so many yeah, years. Yeah. So, uh, even 2016, I didn't have a coach. Mm-hmm. Actually, actually my buddy Del LaFountain, mm-hmm. um, he, for the last day, he actually coached me through the last day. It was really kind of cool to have yeah. a coach that's like, okay, let's go out here again because we're in, you know, we're in the warm-up area, and it's mm-hmm. like, okay, I want you to do this. It's mm-hmm. like he told me exactly what to do. So it was kind of cool to have that. So it seems like a little thing, but it makes such a difference just yeah. to take that extra pressure off of you to have to yeah. decide what to do next or when to warm yeah. up or what you know. Yeah. You know, you know, you have someone who's kind of keeping their eye on things. Yeah. And timeline and and knows not to overdo it. Right. But knows not to underdo it. E- mm-hmm. You know, under under uh, train you either. So That's uh, yeah. Awesome. So what advice do you have to other aspiring masters competitors? Uh, you know, I think number one thing is like we're here to get in the best shape over your life, mm-hmm. and it's about health. Mm-hmm. So don't ever compromise that. Um, you know. Um, you know, eat healthy, mm-hmm. um, do healthy things, <laughs> you know, um, have healthy relationships mm-hmm. and, uh, and, 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 but work hard at training. You know, it's, it's the constantly varied high intensity functional movements. Mm-hmm. You cannot compromise that. You got to have that intensity. And most masters do mm-hmm. if they're into CrossFit and there's, you know, they're doing it, right. but, but following, you know, those guidelines, um, you know, super important. And I think just, um, Listen to you, listening to your body again. Has uh, your approach so. changed at all? And, and how has it been different going from the upper end of an age category now into the 60 yeah. plus category, which yeah. has no end? 
Yeah, how do you approach no. that? Um, it's 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 um it's it's sad in some ways because it's like I know like the right. the end is coming at some point. But maybe but you know there'll be a new category. Maybe someday. yeah, that would be cool. <laughs> that would be cool. Yeah. Um, uh, but but yeah, it's it's. You know, I've always had trouble with the whole, I always never wanted to age. You know, I like <laughs> Neverland and, you know, growing mm-hmm. up, it's like, I'm just a kid at heart still right. and just super excited about life. And, mm-hmm. and, um, and I just want it to be that way. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so CrossFit has kind of given me a second wind mm-hmm. because it's like, wow, you know, it's like, I can still do things at age 60 that, um, keep me young mm-hmm. and, and give me goals and competition. And so it's kind of like, it's been, it's eased the pain of aging to a sense. <laughs> you know, it's like we all, you know, we all love being young, I think. And, uh, and I, I, I know I do. And I, you know, birthdays were like, eh, I don't want another birthday. I do it every two years, you know, right. it's like, <laughs> it's better uh, that way. But so my uh, mom always says that she's turning 30 she's been turning yeah, 30 for the yeah. last 30 years yeah <laughs> yeah exactly that's right I'm 29 yeah <laughs> but uh, but yeah it's kind of eased that um that whole transition and so I'm just hoping you know I'm, I'm really committed to that whole um metabolic adaptation to you know because I really believe that that article was huge that inside tracker article mm-hmm. that Ben wrote and um uh, you know on on keeping ourselves young you know mm-hmm. keep the biomarkers young keep the blood young and mm-hmm. you're going to stay younger longer. That's, That's huge. True. Yeah. Yeah. What about advice that you would give to someone maybe who's not an athlete who hasn't been an athlete mm. their whole life, but they're mm-hmm. master's age, maybe they're in their forties or fifties and they're intimidated by CrossFit. Yeah. I think, I think, um, they just gotta, they just gotta do it. They just gotta find the right gym. Cause there are some, there are some great gyms out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and great coaches that aren't going to get you in a position where you're going to get hurt mm-hmm. too soon, you know, cause I think early on, maybe there was some of that and there's probably still some of that out there, but there's just some phenomenal gyms out there, phenomenal mm-hmm. coaches. Most of them are, I think. And, and, um, I think they just, they need to, they need to give it a try. They need to give it a try and, and they need to at least give it, you know, go for one week and then, and then go to your next week and mm-hmm. you're going to be sore. But you just gotta be, you gotta, you gotta remind yourself of the facts. Physiologically, we are benefiting from high intensity, mm-hmm. function of movements, constantly varied. That it's just, it's a biological fact. Mm-hmm. And so we just have to embrace that and not pretend that it's not, doesn't exist, that it's not there and just, and just really go for it and just believe that that's right. And if you have doubts, you know, just do the research mm-hmm. and, um, and you'll, you know, you'll find the same conclusion. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think they, they need to, to give it a try and they need to persevere mm-hmm. and get into that community because the magic of CrossFit is the community uh, to encourage you to keep going. It's so true. They get behind you it's and so it's amazing. Yeah. And remembering that again, it is, it is relative the intensity and when you start it's not going to be yeah the yeah. same as someone who's been doing it forever and you can start in baby steps you don't have to necessarily yeah. be yeah. an athlete or be fit to start but um but getting i think like you nailed it on the head at the end there getting into that community because once you start it's going to be hard you're going to be really sore but if you have mm-hmm. those people who are there cheering you on it'll be a lot easier and 
like you said, once you get into it and yeah. it's part of your routine. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You're so glad that you did. For sure. Yeah. And then you mentioned earlier you've been sort of interested in functional medicine and yeah. using it in your dentistry pa- practice. So I'm just curious about how that interest started and then how you're using it or how you've helped use it to inform your own training or health or recovery. Um, yeah, functional. So, okay. So yeah, that's a great, great story. Um, after the 2016 games mm-hmm. and, and winning that, I came back and it's like, I wonder if I'm really healthy on the inside. <laughs> so it's, it's crazy. Like, I wonder, it's like, I'm fittest in the world at 60. Uh, well, I wonder, curious, and I'm still right? asking that question. <laughs> like, okay. So, uh, but actually, you know, and I, and I won, you know, $10,000. So that was cool. And it's like, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm going to use that. Um, and I'm going to go to, there's a functional medicine clinic nearby oh, interesting. and it's like, I'm going to go there. I'm kind of like do an overall health evaluation, just yeah. kind of see how my gut's doing, yeah. like see if, you know, cause I know that's where functional medicine begins. Like mm-hmm. that's the foundation. Right. Um, so it's like, I, I want to get tested on all the tests that they do mm-hmm. and kind of see if I'm healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, cause I just, I just, that's just my I'm commitment. Just curious. Yeah. yeah. And I'm dedicated to that. And so, so that kind of, and I've been reading about functional medicine and knowing like that sure does make sense. Mm-hmm. And I've been in medicine, you know, a medical field, not medicine, but medical field for mm-hmm. 30 years. It's like, I see the importance and the role that mm-hmm. prevention plays in dentistry. Obviously how much more important is it right. in our overall health? And so, um, you know, and also there's a whole thing of the oral systemic connection yes. that we study in dentistry and that kind of thing. And it's super important to have a healthy mouth, healthy body mm-hmm. type thing. Uh, so um, all those connections, all those things kind of led to my interest in functional medicine. Mm-hmm. And, and so, um, and then it's like, and what better way to learn more about it than to have your have yourself your tested and all that stuff. Yeah. Absolutely. And so I went to, um, I went to Maxwell Clinic um, which is right around the corner mm-hmm. and just got to know them and, and, um, and just got some tests and that kind of thing. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, everything looked good. Mm-hmm. There was a couple of, uh, tweaks with, um, getting better. There was, there was probably some inflammation and probably some deficiencies in gut bacteria mm-hmm. that I needed to address. So I worked on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, um, and so, so that was, that was my mm-hmm. kind of segue into, um, uh, functional medicine. Interesting. Yeah. 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 Yeah, No, it's true that the, I, I agree. I feel, I feel like it just makes so much sense to think about health Mm -hmm. in that way of not, you know, what are these symptoms and how can we fix them? And like you're seeing this in dentistry too, you know, these symptoms of maybe the poor diet or sugar or how it manifests, you know, how Mm -hmm. that manifests and suddenly, you know, let's address yeah. these root causes instead of just yep, covering up right. the symptoms or fixing the yeah, problems. Yeah, that's why I'm I'm thrilled to know that Cleveland Clinic is moving in that direction. I mean, I don't know if their whole is moving in that direction, mm-hmm. but obviously they are devoting like um, a huge amount. Yeah, of resources. yeah, yes. Um, so it's very exciting. Yeah, because who's the guy that I you that you interviewed? Um, Mark uh, Mark Dr. Hyman. Hyman. Yeah, Doctor mm-hmm. Hyman. Yeah. So he was one of the guys. So I have a good friend who's a medical doctor, okay. uh, Scott Brown, who I'd, who I'd known ever since he was in medical school. Mm-hmm. Super bright guy. and uh, But he's kind of on that um, somewhat of a we, we I always um, am talking to him about mm-hmm. functional medicine. And he's moving in that direction mm-hmm. some. And the last t- conversation I had was he mentioned Mark Hyman. Mm-hmm. And I'd already known him through like the Daniel plan that right. he did with, yeah. um, with that church out, mm-hmm. uh, Saddleback Community, mm-hmm. uh, Rick Warren's church. Uh, and so, I th- which, is a, which is another phenomenal 
um, need and, mm-hmm. and ministry that needs to happen in Absolutely. all the churches it's worldwide. Huge, and for people listening, yeah. that was basically a health intervention in this Saddleback Church yeah. where they had, I don't know how many thousands of small groups that meet every week yes. in there for Bible studies, yes. and they basically implemented these um, lifestyle changes, diet yeah. changes, yeah. and helped people use their community and their faith to make these lifestyle changes and ended yep. up helping people really turn their lives around, lose a lot of weight, yeah. become a lot healthier. Invaluable, invaluable. So it's, it's yeah. so true. It's just using that same principle that we use in the affiliate of how can we get people in communities together? Yeah. It's so much more powerful when it, right. when it comes to making these changes. Yep, yep exactly. I want to finish with three questions I ask everyone on oh, the yeah, podcast. Okay. So I'm sure yep. you've heard them before. I, I've heard them, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, the first one is the three things you do on a regular basis that have the biggest positive impact on your health. Um, you know, I think just... Training. I mean, it is definitely Sounds like training, it. and and making that decision when you don't. Um, I do feel like training most of the time. Mm-hmm. Like I really look forward to Saturdays and mm-hmm. getting the whole day to mm-hmm. just to go to the gym and hang out and and do my own thing. Um, but um, so that definitely training. But there's there are those those days where it's like, you know, it's like I got I'm gonna do this, I'm but it's like I'm not. Yeah, it. but once I, once you get going, you're fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, but it's real. I mean, it's just like just like I want to make sure that everybody understands mm-hmm. that it's like it's a battle mm-hmm. to make that choice mm-hmm. um, every day, and it's important. But it's mm-hmm. important and always worth it. Uh, second thing is probably nutrition. Mm-hmm. Obviously, um, you know, making the choice to eat really well mm-hmm. and to love that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know why I just do love. I think because my taste buds aren't spoiled mm-hmm. by too much uh, bad food. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, sugar and all that stuff. So I don't really crave it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, you know, so, you know, those two things, of course. And then, uh, you know, probably just having, you know, staying in touch with my family and with God, um, uh, I think is super important, super valuable. So I, I wouldn't that. trade that. I love that. You know. What about one thing that you're working on that you think would have a big impact on your health, but you have a hard time implementing it? Um I do. I do want to get a better nighttime routine of what I eat at nighttime. Because mm. sometimes I will, um, like when I have crackers mm-hmm. <laughs> or something. Uh, oh, sure. <laughs> Some nighttime cravings. Yeah, yeah. That's what I, it, I find it's just a matter of what you keep in the house, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's not right. There, yeah, yeah. So a lot of times I'll resort to, but I like something crunchy. Yeah. Other than you know, because I snack on cashews and almonds all day, mm-hmm. so. Um, you know, so I'll have like rice cakes with almond butter on them sometimes, but or carrots is another go good mm-hmm. go to meal. But um, every once in a while, I'll have, I'll have uh, cereal, mm-hmm. but you know, good cereal, yeah, not bad cereal, granola, yeah. something like that. <laughs> Dirty little secret. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. But I'm working on like not uh, craving anything that's not. Um, I'm trying to think what I've binged on. You know, I love pizza. Oh, yes. But I only have it, like, I've really been disciplined. Like, I'll have it once every three or six months. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's very yeah. impressive. But, um, like, I remember after the games last year, mm-hmm. I went right to the, like, the last day. We all went out. and We yeah. went to the closest restaurant and had a, a burger with, you know, lettuce, yeah. tomato, and and uh, ketchup, and French <laughs> fries, and, and then pizza the next night. And how did you feel afterwards? Great. <laughs> it, it actually, do, I actually can eat whatever yeah, I want. I don't feel any feel different. Good. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. I just know my system works better yeah. when I have. Wow, that's very disciplined my, of you then to not even have the 
negative yeah. reinforcement of feeling yeah, awful that, the next yeah, day. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, right. Yep. That's great. Yep. All right. My last question is, what does yeah. a healthy life look like to you? Healthy life. Um, I think I think it is characterized by just wanting to be healthy. Mm-hmm. You got to make that choice. Like, remember Ben Bergeron had that had that lecture one time and he, and you know, the people up here were the ones that were choosing to be mm-hmm. healthy. Then there was ones that, um, that are doing healthy things, but they just don't know mm. what they don't know. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so a healthy life looks like, first of all, you got to want to be healthy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's interesting cause I came up here and was like, it's, I was going to, I was going to tell you, and one of the reasons I, I made an effort to fly yeah. up here is like I like to be around people where I don't feel like I'm either from the future or from a different planet. <laughs> it's so <laughs> And true. I knew that you would be one of those people. Like I feel like, okay, we're either both from another planet and, or from the future or, you know, we're right. normal, you know. That's it's like, a beautiful thing about CrossFit, yeah. right? You can, you know that yeah. you're going to yeah. get each other when yeah. you walk into yeah. the gym. Because I feel like, I feel like that a lot of times it's like, why do I, why am I so, and it's not an obsession, although if it is an obsession, it's a very healthy obsession. Mm-hmm. In fact, that might be some similar to my book title sure. when I, when I get to it, yeah. um, because it's like, we're all addicted to water. Mm-hmm. We need water. <laughs> we're addicted to oxygen, right? If we don't, yeah, we go through withdrawal. Them. Exactly. We're addicted to, ho- we need hope, mm-hmm. but we also need exercise. Mm-hmm. We need good nutrition. And if we don't have that, we suffer consequences. That's we're true. either moving in a direction of health mm-hmm. or chronic disease. There's no like in between. I love so, that. Yeah. That's and the older we get, the more important it is to keep moving, you know, mm-hmm. the more effort it takes to move in that direction and mm-hmm. stay moving in that direction. So that's kind of what a healthy life looks like, moving in the direction away from chronic disease mm-hmm. and towards health. I love that. So, that yeah. continuum. Yeah, exactly. Yep. That's beautiful. Yep. It's a great yeah. place to end it. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you All so right. much for joining oh my gosh, me. This thank has been awesome. You. Yeah, I really this has been wonderful. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode. For me, it was very interesting to hear about Dave's perspective. Even though he's obviously a very high-level competitor, he still keeps front of mind the real purpose for his training and competition, and that is health and longevity. It's often hard to keep longevity in the front of our minds when we're making decisions in our daily lives, and it's very tempting to want to make decisions that will give us immediate pleasure or results. How do you think you would approach your training or your daily life differently if your goal was longevity and lifelong health? Tell us about it on social media using hashtag pursuing health. To make sure you never miss an episode and to receive exclusive content from me, head to my website, juliefouché.com and subscribe to my email list. If you like what you heard, don't forget to subscribe and consider giving the podcast a five-star rating on iTunes. Also, don't forget to share your stories. If you or someone you know has used lifestyle to overcome a serious health challenge, please send me an email at info at I'll choose some of these inspiring stories to share here on future episodes. Don't forget you can train with me through Beyond the Whiteboard by visiting trainwithjuliefouché.com. Thank you again so much for listening, and I'll catch you next time on Pursuing Health. This episode is brought to you by ButcherBox. ButcherBox delivers 100% grass-fed and finished beef, free-range organic chicken, and heritage breed pork directly to your doorstep. Now, I think meat can have a place in a well-rounded diet, but there is a huge, huge difference when it comes to animals raised in feedlots that are fed primarily corn and soy and routinely given growth hormones and antibiotics, and those that are responsibly raised, fed their natural diet, and never given growth hormones or antibiotics. ButcherBox gives me some peace of mind, knowing that I can trust my meat is the highest quality out there and that it will taste amazing. 
They allow you to order curated or custom boxes of meat, and they always come with recipe ideas for you to explore. My husband, Danny, and I are super excited about firing up our backyard grill this summer to enjoy our butcher box selections with tons of vegetables from our local CSA. And you can join us. ButcherBox is extending an awesome offer to you for listening to Pursuing Health. Just head to butcherbox.com forward slash Julie for $20 off your order plus a free order of their delicious bacon. Again, that's butcherbox.com forward slash Julie. Hope you can check it out and that it makes your life a little bit easier just as it has done for us. This episode is brought to you by Mobility Wad. Do you struggle to get into good positions in your training and workouts? Are your movement compensations causing you undue pain and grief? MWOD's belief is that every human being should be able to perform basic maintenance on themselves. For nearly 10 years, Mobility Wad has been the go-to for the world's best athletes and teams. Do you know what hundreds of Olympic and world-class athletes, professional teams in the NFL, MLB, basketball, hockey, rugby, and soccer, and dozens of universities all have in common? They use Mobility Wad to train and compete at their best. I first took Dr. Kelly Surrett's movement and mobility course in 2013, and since then have read his books and followed his videos for ideas on how to address my own movement restrictions. But sometimes having all this information can become overwhelming, which is why I think the real genius is in the MWOD subscription. As part of this subscription, you have access to not only hundreds of hours of video content that can be filtered based on your specific questions, but also a daily 10-minute mobility wad video. You just log in and follow Kelly's instructions as if he is there coaching you in person for 10 minutes per day. You may pick up certain exercises that you wish to incorporate on a regular basis before or after your workouts. But at the very least, by following this daily program, you know you are addressing a wide range of movement patterns and body parts on a regular basis without having to think about it. I often do these sessions first thing in the morning or before bed as a way to wind down from the day. In addition, you have access to an on-ramp sequence and a 14-day mobility challenge that helps you understand the basics and identify the areas you personally need to focus on. You can lean on the MWOD community and discussion boards to learn from others who have been through similar situations or injuries. And if you need more personalized help, you can use the MWOD list to find a like-minded practitioner in your area. It's easy to become part of the Mobility Wad community, but for being a Pursuing Health listener, you can receive 20% off an annual membership with code Julie Fouché. That's J-U-L-I-E-F-O-U-C-H-E-R. Just visit www.mobilitywad.com. Full potential, full power. Full power. 